In this episode of the Water Prairie Chronicles, we continue our conversation from episode 57 and chat about Sofia Sanchez's role in the Hunger Games movie, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, a new book about Sofia, and other exciting projects this teen model, actress, and voiceover artist has going on. Join me for this inspiring conversation with Jennifer Veronini Sanchez and her daughter Sofia as they share their journey of breaking down barriers and achieving success in the entertainment industry. Get ready to be inspired by Sofia's confidence and professional and learn how she is making a difference as she proves to the world that different is beautiful. So I want to I want to talk to both of you a little bit about the new Hunger Games movie. Now that's coming out in November, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you want to tell when it's coming out? It's coming out November 17th. November 17th. 2023. Wow, that's coming up pretty soon. Are you getting excited? I'm still excited. Yes, we don't know what we, you know, we won't have seen the movie until you do. So it's very exciting. Right. And when we first connected, it was before you had just gotten the role, I think, or it was maybe before you got the role back in the summertime and or before you announced it publicly. You 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 probably already knew at that point. And then you were gone for what, three or four months, I believe. Yeah, four months. Four months yeah. So um, so let's back up a little bit. Um Jennifer, when did she start modeling? So, Sophia has been modeling since the day she entered our family. <laughs> she is very photogenic. <laughs> um, so, but her first job was, I want to say, when she was probably four. Um, and it was a job that was like kind of a social media campaign. And we realized how photogenic she was. So an agent was like, I, we think she has like a career in this. Wow. So we got an agent that wow. specializes in um, people with disabilities. So a diversity talent agency, which is down in LA called Camar Diversity, which still exists and she's still with. Um, and that had really catapulted her career because they were known for finding, you know, filling roles in campaigns for major companies that were looking to be more inclusive in their advertising. So she quickly became Target's little darling. She, was doing, she did a ton of Target commercials and she, she's posing right now, I think. <laughs> and um, then we went on to, yeah, she's been pretty much, we've checked boxes off all the major retailers, you know, Old Navy, Athleta, Abercrombie, Gap, American Girl, Pottery Barn, here, like the list goes on and on. Um, but it wasn't until she was, I think, gosh, I always get this age wrong and I should know this, but I want to say early elementary, she was cast in a TV show called Switched at Birth, okay. which um, was a very popular ABC family TV show that featured characters that were deaf. Um, and there was a lot of sign language on this show. And she was cast in a really important role. Um, and that, when she did that, you know, it was a different kind of thing. It's not taking pictures. It's actually doing what the director wants you to do and having lines at a very young age. And she was excellent. And the director said he'd never seen anyone who was so natural. Um, and that, you know, even typically developing children had difficulty with the things that they that they asked her to do that she didn't have trouble with. So we quickly learned that this was something she was maybe born to do. 
um, and has a special talent for it. So as a mom, when you know that your child has a special talent, you try and find more opportunities for them to blossom. So that's what I do. And she enjoys it and has so much fun. So do the two of you work together to help her get ready for her roles or does she do it all by herself now? Well, in the beginning, well, I obviously I'm her mom and I coach her and help her. Um, and But for the Hunger Games movie, it was the first time she knew her lines quickly and easily because she reads and she's able to understand scripts. Um, she loves to read scripts. She loves reading plays. So that was easy. She understood her lines. And it was the first time I decided she's 13. This is a big movie. I'm going to take a step back and let her do this on her own and just see what happens. And it was very hard as a mom to let go <laughs> and to just like let go and trust that it's all going to work out. So I sat with the rest of the moms. There were four kids on this. On the, There's only four children that are under 18 in the movie. And so I sat with the rest of the moms of those kids and did what any typical mom would do and just look at a screen where you can't hear anything. You don't know what is happening out there. You can see a picture and she would, she would nail it so quickly. She'd be back from her role, you know, her wow. little part. And I'd be like, that's it. She got it. And they're like, yeah, she got it. So, um, she, she's an expert at this time. She's a pro. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is a gift. You're right. No fear of people, <laughs> cameras, new situations. Yeah. So, Sophia, can you tell us a little bit about the movie? I don't know what you're allowed to say or not say, but um, but what can you tell us about the movie itself and the character that you played? Okay, Jodi is called Bella Estambulista Snakes. I was so sad to this huge movie for this community I'm doing. And tell her what district Wobi is in and what are you as Wobi? What is Wobi? She's a student A, she's in District 8, and she's a tribute. She's a tribute. And I love the tributes. You're one of the tributes. So that's what she can say is she's one of 24 tributes, District 8. If for those Hunger Games fans, they'll know what we're talking about. She's from District 8, right. and she is, yeah, her name is Wobi. Can you tell them what's in the district? What's District 8 known for? Um, Textiles and fabric. Which is why her name is Wovey. Okay. Woven. Right. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Okay. So I'm I, yeah. I've seen some of the movies, not all of them, but um my daughter loves them and so we've watched some with her. And um so I think we're gonna watch it together whenever it comes out. So I'm looking forward to it as well. And the books are really good too, like if you ever oh, like reading. Oh, it's okay, Nari. It's okay, yeah. She's going to say, can she show you? So it's, all the movies are based off the book. So that's fun, too, because Sophia was able to read the story as well as we just started watching the movies ourselves. Because this, this movie, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, it's a prequel. So you don't necessarily have to be familiar with The Hunger Games oh, to right. watch it, which is nice. So it's like the beginning of the story. Sophia, um, what's your favorite memory of filming the movie? When I was filming, I was excited to do it and I was not nervous but my favorite part of the movie was meeting the people and yeah who did you meet tell her the people you met I met Rachel Steckler uh-huh who else and I met 
Peter Dinklage, by Nola Davis. And who was your director that you loved? Director, I loved Francis. Francis Lawrence. So I think what she what she talked about and what she enjoyed the most, I what I saw as a mom was meeting so many different people from around the globe, really. And she got to know them pretty well because we were together in foreign country for so long. And that's why I met Caitlin from Gonna Evil Movie. Uh-huh. And you also met Hunter Schaefer. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, just, like, lots of... And then your favorite thing was meeting your the other kids. Oh, yeah. She got to be kind of, like, really close to to meet Luna, Cooper, and Knox. Love the kids, yes. Did the four of you spend a lot of time together? Yes, we did. So I'm, I'm sure you're staying in touch afterwards now. Yes, very close friends. And the other fun thing was being in a foreign country. What did you get to try and taste all the time? All the different kinds of food. All the different kinds of food, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's always a highlight for Sophia is the food. Yes. Now, I was I was following your adventures a little bit while you were over there because you were posting on social media. And it looked like you were traveling in a lot of different countries. So, Sophia, what was it like traveling to so many different countries? I like traveling, and it makes me happy when I travel with her because we went to different countries, but we went to Sikroma. We went to so many countries. We can't give it away because that's one of our groups. But um, we went to so many countries and learned culture and... Again, food and different. And also, we can speak like German. Oh, yeah, we got to hear different languages. That's very true. Yeah, she said she got to hear German and French and. Oh, and Polish. Oh, yeah, from Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. Some Ukrainian, Polish. some Polish. Mm-hmm. We went nice. to London and saw lots of plays. So we just took advantage. Want to mm-hmm. tell them about that? Oh, yeah. So, uh, first, I saw you at Ben Hansen. We went to the theater district in London and saw a lot of plays because, you know, it's such a big culture in Europe to, to go to live theater instead of the movies. So we took advantage of that. And the next one was The Pie was also about the picture with the puppets. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy. And the other one was Matilda. And saw Matilda. I love Matilda. Mm-hmm. And uh, also saw Mama Mia. Uh huh. It was also uh-huh. my favorite. And then six. And six. Yeah. There you go. Wow. <laughs> and my favorite was in a crease. Exactly. And then in, <laughs> in Hungary. We went to the baths in Hungary. Oh, yes. And we went to a ballet in, um, in the Czech Republic. We yeah. To Swan Lake. Yeah. So, yeah, we just did, we immersed ourselves in culture. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I mean, it, it was a long time to be away from home, but it sounds like you were making the most of being there. Yes. And we were so fortunate to have the family come and visit a couple of times. Um, and then we got to see family and friends even came all the way to visit. So, um, and you know, with the, with the way the world works with FaceTime and stuff, you never feel that far away. You know, you can connect real easily daily. So we did that. We figured 
this is this is a once in a lifetime thing. Let's just enjoy it and you know utilize this as an opportunity for world. I called it world school, you know. So yeah, you do that. So Sophia, how did you face some of the challenges that you had during filming, or did you have any challenges? And if so, how did you overcome them? Well, was anything hard for you? Or was yes, it all there was one thing that was hard for me. I could not see in the dark. It was like, it was, it was a scene that was dark. And what, how did you conquer that? How did you face your fear? And when I was fixed by fear, it's like, I took a deep breath. Now that'll, that'll go away. She took a deep breath and just let it go. Let her fear go. And, and I did it. it. Yep, did it. That's good advice for anyone going through something that they're afraid of. Sophia, how did you balance your filming and keeping up with your schoolwork for all those months? Well, it was. You had a teacher on set. Teacher on set. And in your breaks, what did you do? We need one of my favorite things to do, like on breaks, when I on set or not on set because the teacher would come and make sure you make her yeah he would come so part of being on set when you're a child it's mandated by law i think to have a, a teacher on set so she didn't miss any school um so the kids would all get together and do their homework or you know work on certain things but again we used it as an opportunity to almost like a homeschool but in a different country and so we would learn all we could about each country and um so yeah, I think she got a better education in those couple of months than she would have gotten in the class in the classroom, you know. So we didn't miss probably so. didn't miss me. And yeah, and the minute we got back, she went immediately into her regular school again and didn't again didn't miss a beat. Yep. She was so happy to see everyone. I was happy. Um, Sophia, what are some of your goals for acting in the future? I want to do more movies and do more modeling and do some more acting. I really want is to do model and acting myself. Do you prefer movies or TV? I want to do movies because movies are my favorite thing to do is act mm-hmm. movies. And maybe musicals? And I love to do musicals too. The fact those makes me happy. I can stop my goals if my goals are just happy for them. And you've got some yeah. books too, right? Yeah, with the books. That's another thing she does is she, we help write some books, right? Yeah. Based on your life. So keep oh, yeah. living your life and writing more books. With the movie coming out and having Sophia representing the down community, what's your hope that the movie, how do you, how do you hope that it'll impact audiences? What's really cool about this movie and Sophia being in it is that the role of Wovie that she plays is not necessarily a character with a disability. So in the book, it's that there's no disability on this particular child. So the fact that the casting agent decided to cast Sophia, I think is kind of groundbreaking because they cast her and there's no mention of her disability. She's not, the disability is not the focus. She is an actress playing the part of Wovie and she just happens to have Down syndrome. So I think it's going to be mind blowing for a lot of the audience that's not expecting it to see that and also just see again, She's capable. She's she's a child just like everyone else in this movie. Or you know, because in the game, so in the in the Hunger Games, it's basically children are put into this game scenario. And 
why not have a child with a disability that gets called to be in this game? So it's kind of like equal opportunity. Um, and so I think it's just going to be really cool because it's not like in your face. It's very subtle and it's very implied. And I think that that's got a lot of power in it. And I'm going to skip ahead now to talk about the book some, but before we talk about that, and I, and I know you're having trouble hearing, but there's something I want to play for Sophia. I had the opportunity to visit the local Gigi's Playhouse in my town and they just moved to a new facility. So they were giving me a tour of the facility and we talked a lot about those early diagnoses and things like that. But whenever I left, they were about to have a speech class come in with teens and adults and they wanted to share something with Sophia. So Sophia, they heard about the movie coming out. They knew that your book, You Are Loved, had just come out. And I'm going to play a message now. I'm going to share the screen so you can see it. But, um, but this is what they sent to you. Congratulations from Gigi's Playhouse Raleigh. Woo! Aww. That's so sweet. So I told them I was going to play that for you so that they could um, could see your reaction to it. <laughs> and they're going to be watching this, so they'll be able to see that, your message to them as well. So like I said, my surprises were little. <laughs> but Oh, I love your surprises. They're perfect. Yep. We love little surprises, and that was wonderful. We love Gigi's Playhouse. Thank you. So I want to talk about the book now, um, the you, the you Are Love book. Jennifer, we're gonna, we talked a little bit earlier about how we've already answered the question of how Sophia came to be part of your family because you talked about the adoption um, in your introduction. Um, but how did the author, Margaret O'Hare, first find out about Sophia? So Margaret is a, a PK kindergarten teacher in um, our same county here in, in California. And she saw Sophia like most people do on social media and saw that she was not too far from her geographically and reached out to us and said, gosh, I'd love to meet Sophia. She sounds lovely. Um, and we met her and she was wonderful. And I have always wanted to share her story in, um, in a book format, but like, just, I don't have the time. I, like I, I did a lot of blogging when the, when the kids were little and that was my writing and but I just didn't know the process to writing a children's book, and she did. She was a, she's a children's book author, so she and I collaborated and decided let's do this together. And um, she quickly um, we basically I, she's like, "Do you want me to help you?" And I'm like, "Of course I do. I would love your help." And so she got she got she spent some time with Sophia, got to really know her. And then I would sit with her for many, you know, many lunches and breakfasts where I would just talk about our experience. And between the two of us and Sophia, we came together and wrote, um, we self-published two books before we got a deal with Scholastic. So we have beautiful, you want to tell them the two books? We have beautiful the Sophia. And then we have Ride the Wave, the Sophia and Harry the Surf Dog. Yeah, so we have Ride the Wave, Love Sophia and Holly the Surf Dog, which is about surfing with help and then yep and then we had the beautiful of Sophia which is kind of an autobiographical we did those ourselves the two of us um and then we just happened to get a meeting with Scholastic that Meg had met the VP at coffee down in Southern California it's just weird how things come together 
I think it was all meant to be. This VP, Deborah Dorfman, had seen Sophia as well, said, I'd love to meet her. We went to New York City. We sat down in the Scholastic office with Clifford the Big Red Dog all over the place. And by the end of this one-hour meeting, Sophia had charmed them, and they're like, we would love to do a book with you. So this book was an illustrated book, and it was obviously the publishing house of Scholastic, and that, that one's called You Are Loved. Uh, I'm sorry. The first book is You Are Enough, um, a book about inclusion, and it talks, you know, obviously about inclusion, which we're so, um, so, like, you know, it's so much our mission is just inclusion, 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 um, and acceptance and love of yourself. And then Scholastic's like, that book was wonderful. Let's do another one about Sophia's adoption and talk about diverse families. So You Are Loved is a book about families. And it talks about all the different kinds of families. It's families that move with us so we can be together and work together so we can be friends again. It doesn't matter what your family looks like as long as they love you. Because your family loves you like you love your parents. Mm-hmm. That because your family is different people. Different is beautiful, and your family can be different, and it's still beautiful. So, like, Sophia introduces that she's adopted and that's how her family started. And then some families have, are, you know, there's a blended family. Some have grandparents that raise them. Some, um, you know, some have multi-generational families living under one roof, you know, it just, and sometimes we look like our family and sometimes we don't look like our family, but it just doesn't matter. And so it's a beautiful, inclusive family book. Um, Sophia, what age is the right age to read this book? Four to eight. Four to eight. That's really meant for like. Okay. I think uh, I think anyone and everyone should read it, but it's designed for ages four to eight. Those that are listening, Sophia has graciously signed two of those books: the "You Are Enough" and "You Are Love" books for us. And if you'll watch at the end of this segment, we're going to have a contest for you to be able to win those books. Sophia, thank you for signing those books for us. The books, now you talked about, you have You're Enough and You're Loved. Are those two in a series? Is that how it's running? It's kind of becoming a, um, a companion book to You're Enough. So many of the characters that you meet and see in the first book are carried through in the second book, and you get to know their families a little bit better um, through pictures. The illustrations are quite lovely. So what's fun is you will have seen a lot of the characters in the first book. They'll reappear in the second book. Um, And that means, you know, we've got people that are wearing, you know, illustrations of people with hearing aids, illustrations with limb difference. Um, There's, you know, depiction of people that are um, blind, um, vitiligo, different sizes, shapes, colors nationalities, religions. So it's really lovely that, you know, we hope that everyone can kind of find themselves in the book. Are there any projects that are connected to the books? You you have the deal with Scholastic as far as publishing the books. Is there anything else about the books or is there anything you can tell us? Yeah, something exciting. What's happening with the books? Um, They're turning it into, into, into a cartoon. Say it louder. Into a cartoon. They're turning it into really? a cartoon. <laughs> Yeah. What's the cartoon called? That's um, exciting. I know. Say it again. The Rocket Park. It's called Rocket Park. 
Do you know when that's going to start? Yeah, so we don't. I think that they are developing it right now, and they're shopping it around to different networks. So cross your fingers, it gets picked up. But it would be the first cartoon that features a person with a disability as the lead, as the lead character, as the main character. So that would be Sophia. And she. the premise is it's based off the book's based off a little bit of her personality, but like just a spinoff of the books. Does that mean that Sophia will be doing the the voice of the cartoon? That would be the hope, yes. I mean, they obviously cannot guarantee it because depending on what they need, if her voice needs to be younger or not, because she's 14, but you can tell them another project that you're doing, that you're about to record. I'm doing voiceover for Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. For a cartoon on Nickelodeon. So stay tuned. Wow. And we'll tell you the name of that as soon as we're allowed, right? Mm-hmm. But you're, you're practicing because she's recording next week. Jennifer, what advice would you give a family that's considering adopting a child with Down syndrome? Oh, gosh. I would say um, if you have the hunch or even like a small inkling toward it, please, please, like, pursue that, and um, I highly recommend it. Um, Obviously, you know, just like with any child, it's going, you know, your your experience is going to be unique. I can't say that you're going to adopt a child and it's going to be a child that's like Sophia Sanchez, but I can say that you will be blessed with, you know, a child that is going to bring you the most incredible love and um yeah basically if you have a hunch please please go forward with it say yes to that hunch and and even if you can't be the one that adopts maybe get involved in helping organizations that help find families so you can be an advocate for finding connecting families or maybe raising funds for families to be able to afford it but I will say it, it was not something I ever imagined doing, and I had that hunch. And if I hadn't followed that hunch, we would not have Sophia in our life. So I always say, like, please listen to the little urges inside of you, and and um, maybe it is something that will bless your family. And are there is there a particular organization that you went through, or is there a group that you would recommend people to get in touch with? So there's lots. Um, We ended up doing an international adoption just because that's how it just organically happened for us. It wasn't necessarily that I wasn't, that I wanted to adopt out of the country. There just was a huge need. So there's a very long wait list for adoptions of of people with Down syndrome in the United States, which is a great thing to have, a wait list of families wanting a child. So... um, uh, at least a baby. I think that the list for adopting an older child, there's still a need in the United States. But um, overseas, there are countries that have a lot of children in orphanages that are abandoned based solely on their disability. And so uh, we used Reese's Rainbow, which I think is still in operation. It's a nonprofit that helps connect families with children in need and helps with the fundraising. And then... Um, but otherwise, yeah, there, you can just get, again, a Google search for adoption and Down syndrome, and you'll find a lot of different organizations that might be more local to you. Now, we've talked about some projects for Sophia already. Do either of you have any other projects coming up that you want to tell us about before we finish up here? Yes, we do. We do. We're leaving next week. 
Where are we going? We are going to... What country? Iceland. Iceland. We're heading wow. to Iceland next week. Yes, and it's an it's a project for a nonprofit called Just Like You, and again, more info to come. But it's going to be a humanitarian project, looking at the country of Iceland is the first country to tout that they have eradicated Down syndrome through prenatal diagnosis. So we are going to go to Iceland and find a little girl with Down syndrome. Her name is Kolfinna. She's around ten years old. And we're going to have the girls meet and we're going to film that and kind of create some content to start a dialogue about what, why, why, why is this happening? And it's more to come, but basically in a nutshell, Iceland is a rare, beautiful country. And we feel that Down syndrome is a rare, beautiful human, human condition. So we want to kind of meld those things together and, start the conversation and maybe possibly change the direction that this country's decided to take. When will we be able to find out or how can we find out when that will be posted? I, if you follow our accounts, we will be posting about it at length once we are able to, once we finish the project and the content is released. But hopefully we're hoping that Discovery or National Geographic pick it up and do kind of a bigger story. Um, and it's, you know, we have a, a, the nonprofit has a lot of plans for how they'll use it. And we're not sure exactly which one will be released first, but I will definitely share. And hopefully you're going to hear about it just because it's going to hit a bigger network. But yeah, Sophia was invited to go. We're very blessed. We're going with another little girl with Down syndrome. That's also a model and actress, Mia Armstrong. And the two girls will go and meet this little girl, Kofina, in Iceland and kind of give her love and, We'll, we're going to do some photo shoots and some um, video and some documentary style stuff. So we'll see what happens. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And that actually leads us to my last question. How, how should our listeners get in touch with you? I know Instagram is one way. Um, what is your, what are the two of your Instagram accounts? It's called the, the dot, 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 Sophia dot, Sophia. So Sophia's is, the dot Sophia dot Sanchez, like she said, and mine is the Sanchez six, all spelled out. But you have a website too. Yes. What's your website? www.sophia dash dash Sanchez dot dot com. Com. Tell them how you spell your name because that's often a mistake. S O S I A. So an F, not a P H. I'll put those links in the show notes as well so that they can find you. And those that are listening, if you haven't found their account yet, I highly recommend that you follow them on Instagram because they post lots of information, lots of good information. So for those that want to know more about Down syndrome, but also to find out what they're up to, because this family travels a lot and does a lot of, of interesting things. So um, I'd love to talk to you more, but I know you have a, um, a deadline that you have to hit. So thank you both for joining me today and for telling us more about all these different projects that you've been involved with and helping us to understand more about the Down syndrome community. Thank you so much for having us. Yes. Yes. 
Thank you for tuning in to this inspiring interview with Jennifer and Sophia, who have shared their incredible journey in modeling, acting, and writing children's books. Sophia's talent and determination have broken down barriers and opened doors for others with disabilities, proving that with hard work and determination, anyone can achieve their dreams. Their children's books promote inclusion, self-acceptance, and love, and we encourage you to check them out in the show notes. Thank you, Jennifer and Sophia, for sharing your story with us today. And thank you, Gigi's Playhouse Raleigh, for your encouraging message to Sophia. Don't miss out on our special Mother's Day book bundle giveaway. Win two signed books by Sophia Sanchez and celebrate diversity and inclusion with You Are Enough and You Are Loved. Head to waterprairie.com slash giveaway to enter now. Good luck. This podcast is made possible by support from our listeners. If you want to help offset the cost of producing the Water Prairie Chronicles, become a supporter at buymeacoffee.com slash waterprairie. You've been listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles, a podcast created to encourage and support parents of special needs children. If you found value in this episode, leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more listeners. I'm glad you were able to join us today and hope to see you back next week for another episode of the Water Prairie Chronicles.